right, welcome in the latest episode of that SEC podcast sponsored by Twisted Tea and my bookie. I'm your host, Michael Bratton. I go by SEC Mike on Twitter. I'm joined sometimes by Cousin Shane, who goes by Big Orange Balls on Twitter. What's up, yo, Tennessee Homer? <laughs> hey, buddy, what's going on? Oh, doing great, buddy. It's good to have you. Thank you for showing up this time, but uh, no hard feelings. You got a, you're a working man. Yeah, I got bills to pay, man. Yeah. Know? Now that, I, I mean, yes, I finally broke the streak. Barely by half a point. Thank God. <laughs> Thank God. Uh, I was thinking of Arnett, uh, you know, figuring out this vertical game. I'm like, whoa, what's he doing? You know, <laughs> they can throw down the field, you know? So, uh, but it was close. That was a hell of a game, hell of a matchup. And I'm not going to lie. The entire time I was like, I, I, I've cursed, you know, I had that, <laughs> that vibe, you know, so I was, it, I, unusual having money go back into the account. So this yep. was awesome. Awesome weekend. My balls won. A lot of great, great football games, man. I was I was glued to the TV. I had the quad box going, you know, <laughs> last night. And I don't know how like it was stressing me out, you know, because because <laughs> I'm glued to like Arkansas game. And then all of a sudden look down and I'm like, what the hell is Memphis doing? Getting back into this thing. You know, it's like you just it was back and forth, back and forth, but it was an awesome, awesome Saturday, man. Yeah. Well, uh Danny wants to know, Shane. Mickey D's. He, he was the pumpkin pie as good as the blueberry. <laughs> <laughs> no, pumpkin, pumpkin pie. I'm not a fan of the you know, I've yeah. tried every uh, I don't know if you guys knew this, but I've got a little bit of an eating disorder, and I love all the pies at McDonald's <laughs> except for apple and pumpkin. I just I can't get behind it for some reason. I've tried them all, but uh, but no, I'm trying to steer clear, trying to cut some lbs, trying to be healthy. Yeah, you're doing good. You know, I figured if I'm going to walk 13 <laughs> damn miles, I might as well try to eat a little better this week. So I was able to do that, drink a few less beers this weekend, yeah. and uh, you know, start off on the right. So no pies for me, man. Well, I think this is the first time this season, Shane, where we've not had to do some humiliating bet. It's nice because. Uh, Alabama, of course, carried the day. So that's why I'm not – I mean, I look pretty bad with this mustache. But I, it could be worse. could be a pencil stash. could have this black junk all over me. So we got we got one cooked up. Yeah. I, 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 I don't want to give it away, but I'll just tease it for next next weekend. Guaranteed one of us will be doing something because we're, we've already come up with an idea. It's going to be Cousin Shane versus me. So somebody has to lose – so keep, yeah, keep posted all that. But, hey, let's get into uh, the action, Shane. We've got a bunch of games here. And I don't know where you want to start, Shane. I mean, there was so much hype with that alabama Ole Miss game, but that was a little bit of a dud. So I would much rather start with the game that I had a feeling was going to be the game of the weekend, and it was. LSU beat Arkansas 34-31. Yeah. Back and forth ball game. These quarterbacks are like Dennis Green. They are who we thought they were, Shane. <laughs> I mean, they were high-flying. Yes, they took advantage of uh, of the defenses for sure, but Jane Daniels, 20-29, 320 yards, four touchdowns. KJ, 21-31, of 31, 289 yards, three touchdowns, two picks. And if not for penalties, mm-hmm. once again, you know, failing to convert in the red zone, Arkansas, I mean, I – you know, we don't really believe in moral victories, but after losing to BYU, 
that 17 and a half point spread. A lot of people thought Arkansas was just going to get their ass kicked. They're terrible. And again, you lost the game. That's all that really matters. But if you're a Razorback fan, I think you got to be much more optimistic than before. Mm -hmm. And LSU, man, you're firing on all cylinders. Got some issues on defense, clearly. But I think that says more about KJ and everything they got going at Arkansas. Very underrated offense. But uh, big win for LSU. They keep the momentum going. And now Arkansas's, again, they go into this tough, tough stretch. They they desperately need a win. They didn't get it Saturday night. Yeah, and I mean, for a, for a Saturday that started off with some rocky quarterback play, it was kind of a breath of fresh air watching these two guys duke it out, <laughs> you know? It's like truly talented guys. Obviously, there were some mistakes. There were some interceptions thrown, but – there was some passes during this game that were pivotal, man. Yeah. I'm talking like game on the line situation. KJ coming out couldn't like you thought he was going to get sacked. Next thing you know, he's throwing a dime down the field. Uh, mm-hmm. Same thing with uh, with LSU back of the end zone. You know, you name it. It was just fantastic quarterback play. Both these guys are going to shine in the NFL. But it was almost like Arkansas just needed three more minutes or something you know it felt like like LSU was comfortable with their with their lead but Arkansas just kept chipping away hanging in there the entire time yeah it was just it was a battle back and forth and I and I I I knew it was going to be close I think I had this one 28 27 yeah on the Morristown absolutely I did not know who was going to win it but the golden boot is staying in LSU Hey, Bo wants to know, Shane, how was dinner? Dinner? I told him you were <laughs> You know what I had? A little personal pizza thing, you know? Okay. So 500 calories. I'm, count- I'm counting, man. I'm telling you. Yeah. You watch out. I'm going to be a, <laughs> a cold cubic here in a minute. You know? <laughs> but uh, how about this, Shane? Because, again, 11 penalties for Arkansas. That yeah. killed them. LSU first three drives. Punt, interception, punt. And I was thinking, by God, I think the Razorbacks are going to take this one. Then LSU went field goal, touchdown, 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 yeah. touchdown, field goal. And the one that really killed them, right before half, they went 75 yards, three plays, yeah. up and down the field. Uh, Malik Neighbors, my God, is you know he's on fire. Eight catches, yeah. 130 yards, two touchdowns. But Brian Thomas, he had his best day of the, of the entire season. I thought five catches, 133 yards, two touchdowns. So – when you got these two going, LSU may not be be beaten. Uh, of course, Arkansas has got one hell of a freshman tight end. Luke Hawes, six yeah, catches, 116, and two touchdowns. I think he's going to be freshman All-American. He's playing that good. Arkansas cleaned it up on third down, 8-13. But, again, lack of execution in the red zone, Shane. They even faked a field goal, yeah. got it. And then a couple plays later, Scott stopped had to kick field goal. Yeah, I mean when you when that when things like that happen, I mean when when you fake a field goal and get it, usually that's gives you so much momentum, you push that damn ball right in the end zone. But I think that it didn't was happen. I think that was the thing was was Arkansas had opportunities to to win this game, but didn't we say that against BYU? You know, haven't we said this for a couple of years with Arkansas and these close games? Yeah, that if this would have went this way or that would have went that way, we would be talking about a different narrative on on Sunday. So, 
it's got to be frustrating, you know. Being being an Arkansas fan has just got to be frustrating because you've had a, a lot of close moments. Mm-hmm. And we thought this would be the year that that gap stops, that we stop having these close games and we win the ones we're expected to win and maybe catch a few of these teams like LSU and uh, sneak a victory. That's that's what we thought we were going to see this season, but it's almost like it's the same story. Yeah. Um, and, and shout out to LSU. There for a moment, moment I thought this was a the seesaw team of last year, you know, but when they got their backs against the wall, they bowed up. I thought, I think the prime example is that, that fake field goal. Yeah. You know, getting that in the red zone, you just – you got to walk away with points if you're Arkansas, but as an LSU guy, I think you're tickled pink that you were able to stop them. So that's that's the team we've got this year. We got a bunch of headhunters over there. Well, let me ask you this though: Does it concern you at all that Arkansas basically threw everything out there, gave it everything they have? I, don't, I wouldn't say a must win, but it would it would have been a win that kind of turned around their season, would have got everybody fired up. But you have one of these games, and then you lose it at the very end. Hard-fought game. Any chance, it's kind of like that's such a gut punch heading into A and M. Yeah, you know, I, I'm looking at these fans. I mean, they're optimistic against A and M. Yeah, of course, A and M's optimistic going against them, and, yeah. and they usually do beat Arkansas. So, uh, I don't know any any concern that uh, after dropping a game like this, that it kind of just all the momentum that you that you gained here is lost because you you ultimately came up short. I it's a great great question. Um I think you got opportunities though. You you're looking at Ole Miss doesn't look as good as we thought. Alabama's not as good as we thought. Right. You know, there's there's Florida, there's opportunities that Arkansas is going to have to 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 win us back. You know that old saying: nobody remembers what you do in September. That's that's what that's the trophy they need to hang up in the locker room by the jukebox. Mike is that? Hey, there can be brighter days ahead if we let it. This is a senior-led program. Yeah. Okay. I I don't think that this is a program that's going to tuck tail and run. This is a this is I Arkansas is going to surprise a few. Do you seen it? There's flashes of it. It's just they've. They've not put a complete game together in, in the last two weeks. And if they did, they'd be undefeated right now, Mike. Yeah. And, and credit to LSU for, you know, sl- slow start. Yeah. But turning it on, a lot of teams kind of, they just can't get it going. They when, Damn, when they get it going. Buddy. They're tough. Yeah. I mean, they they look like the the, the top contender in the West. They're the number one in the West. And, yeah. and I think that's what you got to remember if you're an Arkansas fan is that you went toe-to-toe with the best team in the West. It ain't Alabama. Not going to have a tougher game this yeah, season, I absolutely don't think. Absolutely not. Do you, this defense against Alabama, and we're going to get to that game here in a minute, Arkansas can pin their ears back and sit in that backfield, and as long as their quarterback can't run, they're going to have an opportunity to win it. And now they'll have a quarterback that can, you, like you said, emerging talent all over there. So I'm not panicking if I'm an Arkansas fan, but I am disappointed because again, you're, you're doing exactly what every fan does after a loss. You're replaying it over and over and you're seeing opportunities missed. Right. And LSU just capitalized. And that's what makes, 
say what you want, man. At the end of the day, that's what makes championship teams is not buckling under the pressure, bouncing back. You're going to make mistakes, but correcting them throughout the game. LSU is the team to watch. And Shane, uh, again, we got uh, a call in line. Yeah, we didn't. We don't have as many calls this week, but we do have a frustrated Arkansas fan after that game. So, anybody want to be featured on the show? Give us a call six one five nine six five five one five two. Here's a frustrated hog. Guys, I'm just really confused. I don't understand it. I don't understand it. As an Arkansas fan, it doesn't make any sense. We got 25 penalties in the past two games. We we play down to our competition and up to our competition, and yet we still can't win win more than six, seven games. I don't think firing Sam is the answer, but I think it's beyond frustrating for the whole fan base. Everybody's losing their mind about firing a coach. You can even hear the sirens in the background here. They're coming to get Sam at the hospital. But I'm telling you, man, it's a frustration that I don't understand if many other fan bases can relate to, except like maybe Tennessee. Tennessee and Arkansas have similar coaching problems historically. So if you guys maybe don't want to fire a coach, I don't I don't know what the answer is, but you know, it's just getting rough out here. A and M, we're gonna go out and do the same thing we did with LSU this week. We'll probably lose by three. Ole Miss will probably lose by about four. So then we're two and four going to Bama, and Bama looks horrible, but still probably going to lose, and we're still going to be with our coach because he's carrying up the recruiting trail. But everybody wants to run him out of town. I don't understand it. Help me. (laughs) Well, one thing, and this is the point I made, Shane, when I hopped on uh, earlier, you got to remember what he took over. And again, I'm not trying to make excuses, but this can be a... And it is an incredibly difficult job. Mm-hmm. And Sam Pittman has raised the level of expectations in Arkansas. And that's why fans like this are mad. That we just lost on the road to LSU a game they could have won. Yeah. But they sure as hell wouldn't have come close, you know, under several of the coaches they've yeah. had. You know what I mean? So right. I think you got to put that in, into perspective. <clears throat> I don't think we can be running coaches off because we lose to a top 10 team on the road at night by three points. I mean, that's kind of crazy. Where he's really got to clean stuff up is losing to BYU at home, mm-hmm. losing to Liberty at home. We can't we can't have those. But I feel like if he steals a game here or there, of course they didn't steal this one. But it, I don't know. I mean that that's the real issue. Um, and I, it's I just, again win the games you're expected yeah. to win. That's that's as simple as it needs to be right now in Arkansas. And there are several games left on this schedule that you're going to be expected to win. And there's going to be a few that you're going to be a a score, you know, down. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You're going in down seven points or down maybe eight, nine points. Right. Those the, you need one or two of those. Sam needs it. This fan base needs it. And to 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 kind of cement what we're trying to do there in Arkansas. Because if we don't get it, if we get to the end of this year, Mike, and we still are dropping games we're supposed to win, or we're not pulling off any upsets then, yeah, maybe we pay. I don't think we lose Sam. I think he's a great hire, and he, he what he's been able to bring to that that's with the staff, I mean, you got to remember, we got new coordinators and everything like that. There was going to be some growing pains this year. Right. But, um, but, you know, now's the time, man, and I love Pittman. I'd love to 
hang out with them and and I'd love to be talking about them 10 15 years from now but you know eventually you're going to have to ask the tough questions you know and and right. I think I think he gets that I think he knows well, I'll tell you who doesn't know Shane and that's old Lane Whiffin <laughs> <laughs> we got a call this is the best one we'll get to it in a minute but Alabama takes down Ole Miss 24 to 10 I mean I <laughs> What's funny, Shane, is I'm seeing all so many people like, oh, I thought the dynasty was the game. Yeah. They just beat Ole Miss, who can't run the ball, and it's not being anybody impressive. But I've been saying, Shane, this this was not a good Ole Miss team. No. And I don't understand. I mean, I get, I get it. You get hyped about your team. But, I mean, Georgia Tech, that was a battle. Yeah. Tulane was a battle without their quarterback. Yeah. Uh, they, all this – talk of them winning the west i thought was crazy yeah but we went along with it until we saw them against a quality opponent and alabama's no better no they just (laughs) they just made fewer mistakes they got better in the fourth quarter but their defense is good though their defense and that's what i thought would be the difference yeah Ole miss can't run the ball and it exposes the whole thing and lane kiffin is running out of goodwill after a off you know all last season flirting with auburn and all that BS. They gave them all this money. Then they give them all this money for NIL. And that the reporter came out, Shane, that uh, had that planted question about yeah. Kevin Steele. And he said it. Yeah. He said, they asked me to ask that and all this. So that's public record now, just like we said. <laughs> but I mean, it's, this is ridiculous, Shane. I mean, to, to not be competitive with this Alabama team, with Jalen Milrow throwing a one of the worst picks you ever see. Yeah. Alabama, Shane, took over at one point in this game. They blocked a punt. They took over at the one. Yeah. Three plays later, they're at the 20. Right. With no penalties. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is not a good team. No. Neither one of these teams is good. And the fact that uh, Ole Miss lost by two touchdowns, I think it's coaching malpractice. And I think Lane Kiffin is is doing a horrible job this year. What's your thoughts? Well, I mean, again, there were there were some moments in this one. I mean, Ole Miss had opportunities to steal points. I mean, I, I remember that there was one in particular incompletion wide open. Ole Miss had opportunities to put some points on the board, but kudos to to Bama just bringing it. You know, I don't know who's coaching defense, but by God, they were bringing it. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, the problem I have with Lane Kiffin is it almost like he he gave them bulletin board material. Alabama's already down. They struggled mm. against you, you know, Southern Florida. Right. They 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 lost to Texas. Don't don't add fuel to the fire. Let them be the spotlight in their own right uh, of the bad play that they've had up to this point. But you you given them, you gave this defense some I mean, you saw them celebrating after the game. You know what I'm saying? These guys, this was a big win for them because of all the shit that Lane Kiffin put them through this week. So I totally get it. I get why Ole Miss fans are out and they're upset. Mm-hmm. You know, the big game lane, he just ain't getting it done. And uh, I don't know. I'm, I am – kudos to Alabama for winning this game. But I am – They had to win it. Must they win. had to win. But I'm still worried about him. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I was like, what, what happens when Jay what, – what happens when he can't run? He goes against a defense that's not going to allow him to get outside the pockets and force him to throw the ball. There was flashes of it, but that was the only time we saw flashes of it is when, again, they load. I don't know. I don't know. I'm worried about both teams moving forward. Right. 
Yeah, and I love to reference the red zone, Shane. Ole Miss went to the red zone four times. Yeah. Came away with 10 points. That's awful. Can't do it. Old uh, Bama, five red zone trips, 16 points. A little better, but yeah. not really. Uh, I, the fumble. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that was like if Alabama lost that game from, yeah. the, from a block punt to the two-yard line <laughs> and then shotgun fumble, I was like, God, you know, just pack his bags. He's out of there. But. Yeah. I mean, at what point are we – we're probably past the point, Shane, but – Junkins, 13 carries, 56 yards. Uh, they ran for 88 yards. Old Bit, or Alabama ran for 160. That was the difference because late in the game they were just leaning on them. Yeah. They ran out of gas because their their offense was awful, which is that's Kiffin's baby. But at what point are we hitting the panic button with Ole Miss running the ball where a month into the season and they, and they can't run the ball? Well, I, I wanted them to advance. Like if they were going to win this game, they needed to stop running because it felt like we were just wasting plays, mm. wasting opportunities. Clearly their best shot was letting Jackson try to get something downfield, and if not, maybe making something with his legs. But this offensive line gave them no help up front. That I mean, there was just – there's no room. Every time Jenkins had the ball, he's getting hit in the backfield. He's trying to go sideline to sideline. That's not who he is. Right. If he can't get between the tackles, there's no way that this offense is gonna is going to be a, a, even close to what it was last year. So uh, it's it's too late to go back to the drawing board. But sometimes you're gonna have to play to your strengths. And I think obviously coming away from this game, we know that it is not the running game. Right. Well, let's get over to. Uh... <laughs> One of the callers. This is great. Lane Whiffin. I love this nickname. Let's kick it over to him. Hey, Cousin Shane. This is Hullabaloo up in Nebraska. You follow me on Twitter. I follow you. And I just got to say, I'm completely disappointed in what happened with Ole Miss today versus Alabama. This was a game that was easily winnable for the Rebels, and they completely shot themselves in the foot. And I think it's time that we all take a look at Lane Kiffin, or maybe we should call him Lane Whiffin, because he's been whipping on all the big games lately. Started last year with LSU when they had a good first half, fell apart in the second. Season fell apart after that. Same thing could happen this year. Because Mississippi, they have a great quarterback room. They got the best running back in the SEC. But they just cannot seem to do it in the big games. Why? I think it's pretty clear. Lane hasn't grown up yet. We all know it. I'm going to say it. Guy's too focused on his social media, his cute dog, and memes and all kinds of other weird stuff, and his team is just simply not prepared. Today, Alabama was fighting for their lives. They were right for the taking. First half, hey, you take it, go into the second half, you completely fall apart. This falls on the coach. So I say it's time for Lane to grow up. Otherwise, we're just going to keep calling him Lane Whiffin because that's all he's going to do. Anyways, Cousin Shane, Michael, thank you for the time. Hullabaloo up here in Nebraska. Y'all have a good day. Oh, Lane <laughs> with it. I love that. And, and, you know, one other thing, Shane, that uh, we didn't talk about, but uh, on Saturday it was, he was on SEC Network live. Yeah. And he he said, well, I, you know, this might be the last time we face him. You know, even then he was trolling them. Yeah. And you know that got back to Alabama. Yeah. And you know that got back to the players. Uh, but it goes to your point, like, it's one thing to say that and go out and whoop their ass. It's another to say that and get your ass whooped. 
well, and that's did. what's happening. He tweeted out after the game, like the same deal, you know, like can't believe it's coming to an end or some bullshit like that. And it's like, what are we doing, man? You know, I, I can't stand that. Can't stand talking about how good another team is. You know, that you had you could have beat this team. You yeah. could have beat Alabama. This was the year. That was the thing. And I think that's why Ole Miss fans are upset because this was an Alabama team that their program there's gonna be some programs beat them this year. And they're gonna be like Tennessee and smoking them cigars and they're talking about the good <laughs> old days. And because we don't know how often they're gonna come around, you have an opportunity and you blew it. And yep. I don't care where it was, Tuscaloosa, Nick Saban's Lake House. You, <laughs> it doesn't matter. You should have been able to win this game. And yeah, yeah. and all of it goes back to the head coach. There was some shitty calls, shitty plays, and it resulted in a loss. So, unfortunately, yep. Lane, this one's on you, man. Yep. All right. Uh, how about this one, Shane? I think we kind of found out about one of these teams, unfortunately, for their fans. But A&M. Wins twenty-seven to ten over Auburn, and and really, I mean, this was a weird one, Shane. Yeah. This was a little bit what I was worried about: A and M not coming out hot, letting Auburn linger around, and they did that. Uh, but they took care of business because wow. they dominated the line of scrimmage, and Auburn's quarterbacks were awful. Let's just call it what it is. I mean, they they couldn't complete Terrible anything. How, Peyton Thorne six of twelve for forty-four yards. Robbie Ashford won for four for four yards, but A and M wasn't hitting those passes either. Connor yeah. Wigman, this was his rough performance of the of the season. Eight of fourteen for seventy yards. Then he got hurt, unfortunately. Insert Max Johnson. He was great. Seven of eleven, 123 yards, two touchdowns, including that big touchdown to uh, Evan Stewart. His first touchdown was his brother Jake. Great performance yeah. by him, but. Uh, Again, I, I think we found out a little bit, and this is what you know Hugh Freeze was worried about, I think, just not anywhere close to this talent level going on the road. They got Georgia at home next week. That's going to be tough. Yeah. But uh, this is something we t I talked about when I was going solo here. Could this be a problem, perhaps, that Max Johnson came out here and played so well because Connor played so well. Now Max is playing well. How healthy is Connor? I don't. I don't know. Maybe, you know. I hope he's fine. I don't. I don't know. But imagine if Jimbo likes one and Bobby Petrino likes the other, or the locker room. I. I mean, there's. This could go many yeah. different ways. And again, it's good to have two quarterbacks. Right. Until there's division. So uh, could this at all be an issue? Well, we gave Jimbo a hard time. You know, at, at the start of the season for quote unquote quarterback controversy, and maybe we had it. You know, because anybody that watched this game, you know, Auburn was playing keep away. Mm -hmm. I mean, say what you want. That's, that's, Hugh wanted to shorten this game. Yep. Kudos to the running game. I mean, they were going. Uh, was it Beatty and uh, Hunter? I mean, they, they both had pretty productive games here. Yeah. But, um, but you didn't have anything, any splash plays, uh, with the quarterback. I mean, like, I have never seen quarterback play so bad in my life, and that kind of surprises me coming from a Hugh Freeze offense. But it is just – I mean, it's horrible. Yeah. Like, I, I, I'm i thinking of all the guys that left, like 
Finley could he came back, you know, <laughs> you know, just anybody is as can the kicker throw or something, you know, maybe just start punting on third downs. I don't know, but the offense has no life. The defense is pretty good. They're scrappy. Yeah. They're scrappy and they and were keeping them in it. Yeah, they, they. I mean, they did the best they could, and honestly, they made Texas A and M's offense this high flying offense last week. We got it figured out. They made them look like shit, and it was Max that gave them the little spark, and yeah. and that's all this game needed. But that could have went the other way. Auburn could have had this the spark yeah. maybe when Robbie came in or something, but couldn't get anything going on that side of the ball. So. Kudos to A&M finally figuring it out. And, yeah, is there possible quarterback controversy? Maybe. I still think it's Connor's job because he's he's not done anything to lose it. I mean, he had a bad first half. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I, I, he's, been a, he's been remarkable, and I, and I think that's your future. Okay? And nothing against Max or, or his brother or big bad Brad. You know, I, I, think, <laughs> I think there are better days ahead for them, but – that's where A&M's at right now. They've got a tough quarterback room, and I just don't know how serious this injury is because a lot of people are talking about he was in some serious pain right. going to the locker room. So this may be something that, that you definitely you don't want to put a banged-up Connor out there when you've got a Max Johnson back there. Yeah, and we found out on Saturday, Shane Jimbo, he really is the 12th man. Everybody <laughs> <laughs> missed it. I don't know how you did, but – on the field, I don't know what the hell he was yeah. doing there, but he could have made a tackle. On, I, that was Auburn's only touchdown was a scoop and score that, that Jimbo was out on the field all day. Well, it's so funny because I watched it, and then I didn't catch it till the replay. Mm-hmm. When the replay came up, I was like, was that – was that Jimbo on the field? You know, <laughs> yeah, I've never seen anything like it. That that video and the and the picture are definitely floating around. But but again, you know, Auburn, it, it was their defense. They they. They tried their damnedest to to make this a game, and but if you're an Auburn fan, I think you're you're pretty happy. I mean, you don't. No one's happy with the loss, There's, but I, you got to feel it that you're going to catch somebody. Yeah. You you just need the you just need the right week, and you got to get one of these quarterbacks moving because if not, if it ain't Thorn, get him off the field. Let's let's just get Robbie out there. Let's get his. It's Rex very confusing in. what they're doing with I the don't, quarterbacks. No, I don't know. I don't get it. I would have brought Robbie in earlier. Because Max was or uh, Thorne was clearly struggling, yeah. You know when they could have used a spark, even if it's just with his legs. But well, we just never. They got even him. brought in the third string, and he yeah. let him in passing. So it's like, oh God, we got another one. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> yeah. but you're right. I mean, I think this goes to show you that you're just so far away. Yeah. But they were fighting. Yeah. And they kept them in the game. The, at least the defense did. Uh, but also credit A and M Shane because I think in years past when A and M's underachieved this is a game they lose yep this is a game where you know one thing goes wrong and then it snowballs Mm -hmm. and so uh the defense which you know was awful against miami and they lost them a game seven sacks 15 tackles for loss they lived in the backfield that's a credit to a&m and their defense and how about auburn 11 drive shade one field goal yeah five three and outs uh, I mean, they were just completely ineffective. So, uh, that's again, that's a credit to A&M's defense, I think. Yeah. Respect to the fans that made it out there. It was a – that first half, oh, my God. I'd be demanding a refund, you know, because it was just – it was terrible football. But it was Hugh football. I said, it's what he's going to do. Hugh's going to do what's best for this program. Mm-hmm. It's going to look totally different two years from now. 
get a couple of recruiting classes, Auburn's going to be in good shape and, and an absolute force moving forward. They're three and one, man. Ken is, uh, he says, my son's an Auburn fan. He ain't happy. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're not all happy. All right. Uh, uh, how about another SEC showdown, Shane? This one was, this was a fun, entertaining game. I thought it would be. And thank God it saved your ass, Shane, on these locks. Because South Carolina, 37, Mississippi State, 30, back and forth. And my God, was I wrong about Spencer. He was red hot, Shane. Damn. 18 of 20, 288 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions. Leggett, he's on fire. Five catches, 189, two touchdowns. But you can say nice things about the offense. The defense, uh-oh. Yeah. Uh, Will Rogers finally got going. Look like air raid Will Rogers. 30 mm. of 48 for 487 <laughs> passing yards, touchdown, and a pick. To Lou Griffin, he set the all-time Mississippi State record chain. 256 receiving yards in this game. What'd you make of this back and forth affair here? Well, and like I said, it was really, really close. I th- I thought there was another one. I thought I was cursed. This is another one at Mississippi State. <laughs> it's gonna find a way to win. And it was just a great game. Like you said, Spencer, I mean, there was one moment, I think he was like twelve of twelve or something like that. Like the first incompletion, the D B held the wide receiver. You know, like yeah. they literally and almost one drop. T- yeah. So I mean talk about perfect. Three touchdowns, I mean, 40 yards rushing. Uh, Spencer had a day. Yeah. But we've been saying that week after week after week. It's not a fluke. The guy's just freaking good. And Mm -hmm. the problem is, you know, you sent out a tweet the other day about two superstars and and an average football team. Yeah. I think they got a few more than that, but – that's kind of where we're at with South Carolina. There, and as as soon as one of those guys don't perform, it's going to get ugly, you know. So I I, I don't want to not have the parade yet because South Carolina is definitely taking the steps forward. You're seeing people emerge. Leggett, nobody was talking about Leggett week one, right? It was all know? Juice Wells. That's it. Juice is the bet. I was one of them, you know. I was talking heads. Nobody was talking about it. But now look, he's starting to shine and. So there's going to be pieces of like that emerge on this team by the end of the season. So there's still some stars there. But Mississippi State, I think if you're a fan of the Bulldogs, you're like, where has this been? Yeah. You know? There, we should have been doing this week one. Will Rogers didn't just become a good quarterback. <laughs> Will Rogers has always been a good quarterback, but this OC and this team has not given him the opportunity to do it, and clearly it can be done. Almost 500 yards passing, this is Will Rogers. This is the quarterback we were expecting. And it almost went to Columbia and pulled off an upset. So I think if you're, there's a lot to learn. From both of these, I think if you're a South Carolina fan, you're glad Mississippi State opened up because guess what? You got Tennessee next week, and they love to throw it deep. Shane Beamer will we'll probably play that clip tomorrow. You know, he, he was he was quick to remind everybody that the team coming in likes to throw as well. So, but Mississippi State, I think if you're looking at this program, there's some things they're going to also have to fix, especially on defense, getting off the field on third downs. You know, just finding some sort of balance to 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 kind of help Will Rogers, but I don't know. I, I think this – I was all doom and gloom on the Bulldogs last week. Like, I saw no silver lining. I saw no light at the end of the tunnel. I saw a little light 
uh, on Saturday. I saw a, just a little flicker of of a program that still can make some noise in the SEC. Yeah, and I know. I mean, we're gonna be talking about it all week, but I know you are nervous with them Gamecocks yeah. coming in yeah. to Neyland Stadium Saturday night. That's that's gonna be quite the showdown. This is one the fans have been looking forward to. Yeah, since that dreaded last season, oh, yeah. October game, whatever it was. But uh, and, I, and remember, they don't play in next season either. Yeah. So that that adds a little to it. But uh, as a Vol fan, which we're gonna get to them, mm-hmm. it's like this defense of ours cannot get off the field on third downs. Well, there's not like not a better third down quarterback out there than Spencer Rattler. I think part of the reason, if like if you're watching both these programs, I think that's the key. Like people just looking at box scores think Tennessee, we're back, baby. We we scored all these points, which we did. There was that first half. And again, I'm, I'm moving forward, but yeah, but this game is has got a lot riding on it. We're talking about who's the second best team in the East. That those games are getting decided here in the next two to three weeks, and we're gonna. There's going to be the separation. Florida took the first stab, you know they they beat Tennessee, but Tennessee could bounce back, beat South Carolina. I mean, it, it, we can they can end up, you know, <laughs> kind of just beating each other up. But it's that's what the East is going to look like this year. Yeah, and, and credit Carolina, they did get the ground game going. Yeah. I think that was why they won this football game. As much as we make it about, about Spencer and Leggett, they they had some balance there. 168 rushing yards, that sack adjusted to Mississippi State home with 53. Yeah. And I thought the key to Mississippi State was going to be them running the ball, but they just aired it out and they got it done. Uh, they, again, this, this was a big win because it was a must win. They were not going to have a great season if they lost to Mississippi State. I still don't know how good Mississippi State is, so I'm not over the moon that they won this game. But it, no one cares. No one cares who you beat. Or mm-hmm. No one. It's just or how if it, was, if it was ugly. Not that it was ugly, but no one cares. It, it's just do you win? You move on to the next one. Right. You stay alive. And South Carolina stayed alive. Unfortunately, Mississippi State for them did not. Well, to the uh, the, the stupid turnovers. Yeah. Like. Just dumb ones. If Mississippi State didn't have the, you know, some of those dumb mistakes, they they may have won this game. Right. What a big game that would have been for Arnett. But if some butts for candies and nuts, Mike, we'd all have a wonderful Christmas. How about this? Heath just he just asked a great question. Can Rattler be this perfect or near perfect though, all year? And if he's not, again, if I'm right, it's just a couple. Again, and that's a, that, that is a disservice, but, I mean, we can't be – I'm not writing a novel on Twitter. I'm throwing out 100 characters, <laughs> yeah. right? right? But it seems to me they got a couple stars, and then everybody else is basically average. If one of those stars doesn't show up, I think they're in trouble. Yeah. Because I, I don't know what else they have to lean on. What, is that fair? No, that's, that's exactly right. I, I, if Leggett goes down – or if he's not even go down, yeah, but just if he's let's just, say he gets locked yeah, down, locked down, and Trey Knox doesn't do anything, or mm-hmm. um, or hell, if they just you know don't give Spencer the opportunity to dink and dunk, you know. I mean, that's that's another thing is yeah, he's very efficient, but not too often is he required to to stretch the field, even though he can, yeah, fully capable. But then on the other side, it's it's you're looking at sample size. 
okay, well, North Carolina, well, we don't know what they are. Maybe they suck, you know? Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe Furman sucks. Maybe Mississippi State sucks. But Georgia's on that list, and they gave Georgia a run for their money, and, and we're going to get to them here in a minute. This isn't two years ago, Georgia. You know, this is, a, this is a team that's going through its own thing, but still a very, very active defense and secondary, and one of the greatest defensive minds at all time with Kirby Smart, and he had a tough time you know, getting Rattler under control. So, yeah, I I don't know. But more tape gets out there. I keep saying that, but we're going five weeks in, and I don't know if you could slow him down right now. Right. No, oh, I mean, I, I hear you. But, Shane, before we go on, <laughs> let the audience know we're brought to you by MyBookie. Head on over to MyBookie.ag today. And guess who went 1-0, 1-0. We were perfect, perfect. on our MyBookie locks of the week this weekend. So, Hopefully, y'all didn't jump on and decide this is the week to fade shade. <laughs> Get back to that next week, but head on over to mybookie.ag today. That's the number one way to help the podcast grow, stay independent. Use that promo code that SEC, T H A T S E C, that is in the show notes. If you're listening to the audio version, there's a link and everything. Take you right to mybookie. And with that promo, they'll give you an instant 50% instant deposit bonus and we figured it out last week had your faded chain every week started with 200 and just doubled down up until this point what was it 30 38,000 could you imagine losing $38,000 because of South Carolina <laughs> maybe don't put it all on there now because I'm back baby one and oh we're also brought to you by prize picks Shane I head on over to prize picks I got three out of four Last week, that's a winner. That that's gets, a winner. That gets you paid. That pays. We love Prize Picks Daily Fantasy Sports. They got the college football. We give out the picks every Friday. I'm red hot. NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball. They got all the sports over at Prize Picks. Promo code SEC will get you an instant a hundred bucks, a, a, a match your initial deposit up to a hundred bucks over at Prize Picks. So head on over to Prize Picks. Promo code SEC. There's a link to that as well. And we got a new sponsor, Shane, Rogue Shop. Went over to uh, the Orange Bloods. I've been doing uh, those interviews with Anwar, yeah. who was on our show. This is a sponsor of theirs. Rogue Shop, cannot recommend it enough. This is veteran-owned, small business, CBD, and THC. Delta 9, Shane, it's legal now. <laughs> this is this is 100% legal. This is American-made and a promo, SEC. Over at rogueshop.com, we'll get you 20%, 25%, excuse me, off your entire order this week only. After this week, it's 10% over at rogueshop.com. There's a link to this as well. Free shipping on any order over 100 bucks over at Rogue Shop. Chronic pain, you got sleep issues, anxiety. Shane, I, I rolled my ankle. Mm-hmm. I went to pay, uh, I went to the, the park over here, rolled my ankle, it was hurting. They hooked me up. I didn't even know I had an ankle after I took one of these gummies here from Rogue Shop. So head on over to rogueshop.com. Again, that promo code SEC gets you 25% off your entire order. Help small business, veteran-owned, help us and help the podcast by heading over to rogueshop.com. Are you ready to elevate your college football game day experience? Check out Twisted Tea, your go-to game beverage for college football fans. Twisted Tea is unlike any hard beverage you've had before. It's made with real brewed tea and picks a flavorful punch 
5% alcohol, and no carbonation, delivering the perfect balance of taste and refreshment that goes down smooth for every game day occasion. No need to settle for the usual. Twisted Tea turns up any occasion, especially when you're cheering on your favorite SEC team. Twisted Tea, the drink that fuels fun and celebrates your love of college football. Keep it twisted. The podcast is also brought to you by GameTime. Head on over to GameTime.co and use promo code THATSEC for $20 off your first purchase. Buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. GameTime is a fast and easy way to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. GameTime is the place for the last-minute ticket sales. Forget planning months in advance. GameTime has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Head on over to GameTime.co. Snag tickets without the stress. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code THATSEC for 20 bucks off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem THATSEC for 20 bucks off. Download the GameTime app today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. All right, Shane. SEC play continues. Kentucky beats Vanderbilt mm-hmm. 45 to 28. And man, this was uh I mean Kentucky jumped on them. Yeah. And then they went to sleep or something cuz I guess they went to Broadway the night <laughs> yeah. before and had a had a big one, but again, I'm worried about Kentucky, Shane, even though this is again, it's a wins a win. But Vanderbilt's looked awful. Mm-hmm. Both these quarterbacks, I don't want to say awful, but they they made major mistakes in this ball game. Leary had two picks. AJ Swan had three picks, including two pick sixes. Yeah. Uh, it, I mean, it, it, three three turnovers of Vanderbilt's resulted in twenty one points. That's the ball game, right yeah. there. Yeah. If you can eliminate these these mistakes, so. And I, I don't know what what's your thoughts. I'm I'm worried about Kentucky. I really am. They're undefeated. They're getting their first test. Florida's coming to town. We'll talk about that game all week, but I'm all, I'm I'm a little worried about Kentucky. Where are you at? So we have three undefeated teams, right, in the SEC: yep. Georgia, Mizzou, and Kentucky. If you were to rank your, I guess your level of confidence moving forward in completion of this SEC gauntlet, mm-hmm. what would you, who would you put? Not like power rank, but kind of like power rank. Who? How would you rank those three? Mizzou, number like over Georgia. I've been doing uh, that for you. But uh, yeah, I think you got to okay. obviously got to give it to Georgia. Yeah, they get Mizzou at home. They get Kentucky at home. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know how they got everybody at home, but uh, yeah, Georgia, Mizzou, and then a country mile. It's Kentucky. Oh wow, okay, so country mile. Well, no, no surprise there. Mike hates Kentucky. <laughs> I hate everybody. <laughs> I know. You, you've been sitting over here like a grumpy old man, uh, yelling at people to get off your lawn. You know? <laughs> I mean, am I wrong, though? I mean, nah, what? I, I, I think, obviously, the old saying, win's a win, whatever. But I am very – I'm. I, let's say this. I'm excited about the defense. You know, because defense is important in this league. Right. You know, they're going to – Kentucky's defense is really good, and they're going to keep them in just about all the ball games that they face moving forward. Right, Problem right. is, we're four weeks in. Yeah. And I'm not saying we haven't discovered an identity here, but it's like we're almost force-feeding it. Like, why is Ray Davis not doing this? Why is Leary not able to do this? Well, let's just keep – 
let's keep let's keep at it. You know, let's don't mix it up. And I'm not saying this is on Cohen. I'm not saying this is on Mark. But there's somebody's got to take a, a long look at themselves and say what we're doing is not working, and it's worked up to this point. But we got to think outside the box, you know. I mean, that that's where we're at with Kentucky, and this offensive line is it's very bad. I'm saying what it is. This this Kentucky offensive line is going to cost them games, especially if you're leaning on the run as hard as they are. Right. Well. Again, now this all goes away if you beat if you beat Florida. Yeah, at home, they unfortunately they they caught a bad break because it's an it's an early game. Right. So maybe I'm just overreacting here, but again, Vanderbilt. I mean, they for all their mistakes. Twenty eight. I mean, yeah, but they piled some of that on late. I, know. I mean, and they just went to sleep, Shane. I mean, they it it was it was this was a this is the ugliest. 45 to 28 you'll ever see in your life. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I guess a team that's given you multiple turnovers that's result, resulting in 21 points. Um, I, I don't know. I'm just – maybe I just don't know how to grade Kentucky right now because yeah. I, I don't. And I, we won't know till Saturday. And I, when, we, when I did that earlier one, I mean, all the Kentucky people said, we're going to kick Florida's ass. Yeah. And every Florida person here said, we're going to – whoop Kentucky's ass like everybody is confident going into this football game I love those type of games no one knows who in the hell is going to win and, and who's going to emerge as a player here um I just I don't really have confidence in Kentucky for whatever reason I'm just wondering if I'm alone there no no but again there there are moments you know uh that that big pass with Barry and yeah you know that was that was keys I mean they've got some athletes and they got some playmakers, and it's just, and it seems like it's always like the last four weeks. There's one of those guys flashing, mm-hmm. not all four. If they could all get on the same page, buddy, watch out, Kentucky. Kentucky's going to win whoever they play against. But they've not done it yet, and I think that's why we're frustrated because the pieces are there. Mm-hmm. Um, where's Where's the kick returns? You know, you got Brown, one of the the most electric people. I'm not seeing kick returns. He's not even back here for punts. I don't know what happened there. I'm sure, you know, Kentucky, diehard Kentucky fans know, but it's just why we we're not getting our our guys in space, right? You know, we're not giving them opportunities. Everything just looks disjointed to me. Yeah, like they're not like they're studying the playbook on the way to the game or something. You know, <laughs> they got six <laughs> they got six plays memorized, and they're looking right, at their hands right. saying, "Okay, I got to go up here and." 15 and out or whatever it's, we're we're just not complete we haven't put a complete game together and thank god you had four cupcakes because if you had south carolina schedule right now buddy you'd probably be one and three you yeah. know uh it, so but the play time's over you know all the cupcakes are gone florida's gonna be bringing it even though they had a nasty game we'll get to them here in a second but again it's 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 time to put up or shut up Yep. All right, Shane, how about this one? First non-SEC game, but this this was a big one. Missouri mm-hmm. beat the Memphis Tigers 34-27. <laughs> Let Brady cook. They came right out. I, I love yeah. it. Well, two things. They they did the fake onside. Unfortunately, they didn't get it because there was someone offside or whatever. Mevis ball tweet was going to take off, uh, yeah. too, you know. <laughs> I love that aggressiveness. Yeah. Because that – 
after the big win, you're worried about a drop off. You're worried about, you know, reading your press clippings with a, a challenge coming into this game. And I, I like that from Drake to keep his team engaged, keep, keep the energy up. And then even though they didn't get that first possession, what was it? A 60 something yard yeah. bomb. They nailed it. Let Brady cook. I know you're all over Brady cook 18 to 25, 341 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. Mm-hmm. Luther Burden, my man, 10 catches, 177 yards. And Cody Schrader, who leads the SEC in rushing right now. That's crazy. 123 and a touchdown. Uh, this the, Memphis, I didn't realize how good what they're, they're a good team. Yeah. And Missouri, for the most part, I thought dominated them. Yeah. No, it was, it was great. And, but I will say this I've never been as dialed into Mizzou as I have been this year. Got a lot riding on them guys. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Damn. They, that is the most stressful four victories I've ever been through. You know what I'm saying? It's like, <laughs> what are we doing? I, I figured maybe we're trying to pad Luther's stats and letting Memphis stay in this thing. But this was another game that you just couldn't quite not watch. You know, I was telling you about the Arkansas, me going back and forth, but it's this yep. Mizzou one that kept bringing me back. I'm like, how the hell are these guys still hanging in there? So a little frustrating, but I am very excited about the offense because it's starting to balance out a little bit. You, you mentioned Schrader. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, Luther getting hurt scared us a little bit. but um, And that's just cramps, by the way. So yeah. He's good. Yeah, he's good. But, well, that's what I'm like. I'm watching. I'm like, what are they doing to him? You know, so I said, it looks like cramps. So, <laughs> But it is funny because the commentator made a comment after on the play got hurt, you know, that how is he white? And you ask yourself that. I ask myself that every week. How the hell is number three running around freely, you know? And kudos to this, this whoever's calling it. <laughs> Some people are still <laughs> still think it's Eli's baby, but they're still getting him in, in positions to, to be the most dynamic player in the country. So, yeah, Mizzou's looking good. Brady's looking good. Defense, this was not their best. This was right. not their best game, but they did just enough to to stay in there. They're calling you Big Orange Tiger. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, I mean now, I mean these fans, Shane, they're so fired up. They want LSU. Yeah, that's. Hopefully, the team's not doing that because right. they they go go through Vanderbilt. And yeah. again, I know Vanderbilt's not looking too great, but hell, maybe they're maybe they're awesome. Yeah. Maybe I'm downgrading Kentucky. And you know they just maybe they just gave him. Of course, they had multiple pick sixes, so I don't know how yeah. great they are. But you, you, that would be the most disappointing thing to drop at Vanderbilt game, heading into this uh, this big LSU one in two weeks. So uh, they dominated the rushing two ten to to one hundred one. Mm-hmm. That's how you beat a team. That's what you should do when you're playing a Memphis. When an yeah. SEC plays Memphis, you dominate them on the line of scrimmage by over a hundred yards. And that's you're gonna beat every team that you do that too. So taking care of business in a tricky spot. This was a big trap game. Yeah, they they took care of business. Not at home. I mean, it was in St. Louis. Yeah, Zoo at the Lou. They called it, which I thought was clever. Didn't get that until the very end. But it was uh, it was a big win for for Missouri, and they still got one more to to, to get to LSU. And I think that's that's the key. Yep. Can't overlook anybody. You almost overlook Memphis. And right. you, you you didn't just destroy them, you you beat them. So same thing can happen next week. And and Vanderbilt's still looking for their signature. And if but goodness is, 
the, the recipes out there, just keep AJ Swan on his back and uh, you'll end up winning that game. So mm-hmm. pressure defense needs to step up. A little disappointed with, with this week. Well, Chase just threw us 10 bucks. Appreciate your Chase. Mizzou's defense, better than that. Could have shut him down if healthy. Yeah, for sure. Rake Shroff didn't play. Two other starters didn't play. Secondary thin. So eh, that needs to be said. Okay. Uh, I know you've been, you've been dying to talk. Tennessee, Shane, <laughs> and where your thoughts are with them. 45-14 to 14 over UTSA in Neyland Stadium. Uh, Joe Milton, red hot. Shane opens a game, 81-yard touchdown uh, run. Mm-hmm. Longest run by a Tennessee quarterback in the program's history. I, I couldn't believe that when I saw that, but that was a hell of a run. Uh, Dylan Sampson, 11 carries, 139 yards, two touchdowns. He was a beast. Tennessee won this game because of the rushing attack. Yeah. 312 rushing yards, 9.2 yards per carry. You can win, yeah. you can win every damn game at 9.2. <laughs> UTSA 115 rushing. Uh, but Joe Milton got banged up, and yeah. it affected him. <laughs> Does, <laughs> yeah, call it yeah. so, I mean, he looked like a Heisman contender, and then he looked like he should be benched. So I don't know what the hell to make of him heading into this big South Carolina game. Well, obviously, the the run caught me off guard. You know, we've yeah. not seen that from Joe all year long. And, and that's something that we talked about, why this offense isn't as productive as it was last year. You know, Hendon Hooker was a great quarterback. Not only just a just a natural playmaker and, you know, able to 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 pick up on defenses and and find the open receiver. Yeah. But he also had that switch, that light bulb that came on and says, "Hey, I got to tuck and run." Joe hasn't had that. Mm-hmm. And s- still not so I mean, you talk about the 81 yards, you know, but after that he only got eight more yards rushing. So it wasn't <laughs> like he just I mean, I'm not taking away 81 yards. I haven't ran 81 yards since the 80s. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so <laughs> I'm not saying that that's not a, a feat in itself. Right. But what I am saying is to make – once he did that, it opened up the offense and gave Tennessee opportunities to be the Tennessee of old. And we got to see flashes of it this first half. Yes, they were dialed in. They looked they look good. They looked the part. Uh, it was good to see Samson finally get back out there because he's freaking awesome. And, you know, that's what Tennessee has. They have a multitude of running backs, and they can play that hand, and, and they're going to continue to do that. Now, what I am worried about, Mike, is third down still. You know, we got a backup quarterback comes in and damn near look perfect. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They probably should have started that game. Oh, buddy. (laughs) Thank God they didn't figure that out the first half. You know what I'm saying? But, but again, that's where the Vols were is, is keeping this defense on the field the entire time and they wore down. Um, and uh, yeah, Joe was clearly hurt. And I, and I, I, I question why we kept him in. Now I get it. Maybe coach doesn't want quarterback controversy. Maybe he doesn't have the confidence in Nico or, or or whatever. I don't know what it is. But it seems like that was an opportunity. You're up multiple scores to get the guy in there and see what we got to work with. But, you know, he chose the the other path and damn near caught us. Uh, caught, I don't want to say cost us the game, but it did make it a little bit more stressful in the second half. Yeah. Well, I mean, all the mentions, Shane, they're just South Carolina and Tennessee fans going at it. Oh, and they're already talking already. shit and all this. It's it's 
it's pretty cute how they're going back and forth. You know what I mean? Oh, it's not going to be cute Saturday, man. <laughs> There's going to be one really butthurt fan base, and because uh, both both teams are expecting to win. But uh, what's your thoughts, Shane? Because Milton, he did he nailed a, a deep shot to uh, Ramel Keaton. I mean, that was beautiful. I think Heupel, I can't remember who it was to, but he designed a, a play. It looked like it would have been a 60, 70-yard touchdown, but he overthrew it. Squirrel? Yeah. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, across I'm, the middle of the field. I mean, there yeah. was there was overthrows. I, I mean, I think the plan against Tennessee is just – Oh, wait, that was the behind. Yeah, I mean, he was – he wasn't. He yeah, wasn't I think you got to force. They're forcing Milton to, to dink and dunk down the field because yeah. they know sooner or later he's going to be inaccurate. Mm-hmm. They're and and again, I mean, I think this is just the story of of what Tennessee is going to be this year. Is Joe Milton's going to have to do some things that that he's not comfortable doing because, uh, I mean, unless Tennessee can rush for three hundred yards a game, and they sure as hell. Couldn't do it against Florida. They're not going to be able to do it against Georgia. Probably not going to be able to do it against A and M. You know what I mean? I'm so, just, I'm just Kentucky. The, the problem I have with, I guess you would say the route tree mm-hmm. is it's like we're all in on these bubble screens, and damn, almost caught us once. You know, UTS. If UTSA, right. I mean, they were like a second away from walking in easily for a, uh, an interception for a touchdown. It's like you you can't do that. They're going to start teeing off. I I don't understand why slants don't work, why 15-yard routes don't work. It doesn't have to be a 50-yard bomb. Like is there no happy medium here? You <laughs> yeah. know, it seems like when we we did that, we did a little bit of it with Florida as we're trying to get in with Brew McCoy and it's like, "Oh yeah, okay, that route exists in this tree, you know?" So right. I don't I question some of the throwing, I question some of the play calling, but you know, again, I don't question the head coach. I, I think Josh is doing the best he can with what he has to work with, and he's playing to to Milton Strong. So he's playing to this offensive. He's, they got to be quick. If if not, they're going to get killed. You know, because this offensive line still is, you know, garbage at times. So um, even though they average nine yards, but a little skewed because of the eighty-one yard run right out of the gate. <laughs> but still, kudos to the running backs. It was just nice seeing Sampson get going too. Yeah. All right. How about this one, Shane? Georgia blew up UAB forty-nine twenty-one. Carson Beck's best day as a dog: twenty-two of thirty-two, three hundred thirty-seven yards, three touchdowns, no picks. And Brock Bowers, we got him rolling. Nine catches, 120 yards, two touchdowns. Mm-hmm. This is the Brock Bowers we thought he was. <laughs> uh, of course, he's been dealing with injuries. But uh, how about this, Shane? From the second quarter to the end of the third, Georgia had five drives. Yeah. Scored a touchdown on every one of them. Yeah. That's the dogs we thought we were getting. 193 rush yards for Georgia, only allowed 94. Uh, just a dominating performance. And, and they said after the game, mm-hmm. the defense, they said, oh, that's about our C C plus performance because they did give up twenty one, but this was the best offense I thought we saw from the Georgia Bulldogs so far this season. And they play like this. Hell, if they score twenty points every game, yeah. they're probably going to win because ain't nobody going to score many on this on the dogs. You know, I, slowly but surely this team's figuring it out, Mike. Slowly but surely they're reminding everybody why they're a national championship contender. Yeah. Which is okay. They can afford to to go a little slower than most teams because their bad performances they can correct usually at halftime with a good adjustment. So 
I'm not worried at all. I don't think we learned that much about this game. Just right. that Trent probably moved down his his <laughs> SEC love for you know his first stadium is probably down yep. a few notches back behind the Super Bowl now. But uh, but all in all, I, I I love the balance that we're starting to see here. You know, it was a little bit top heavy when Georgia started the season. We're starting to see a little bit more of that balance, getting some playmakers, and I don't know if that's health. You know, you, you mentioned Bowers having a hell of a game. You know, this is a team that is as bad as it's going to be right now. When these guys, when these dudes start showing back up to work, you know, uh, you talk <laughs> about being in trouble. So, yeah, be patient, Bulldog fan. Well, don't even be patient. You just kick their ass. So you're going to continue <laughs> to do that. Great game by uh, by Beck especially. Yeah. All right, last one here, Shane. Florida, ugly, but you got the win, 22-7. Mm-hmm. They look like Tennessee, Florida in the first quarter. Yeah. They look like Utah, Florida in the second. I mean, it was a tale of uh, whew, two different mm. teams. It looked like Graham Mertz, though, 20 of 23. Yeah. Very efficient. 259 and a touchdown. Ricky Pershaw, six catches, 104. He had the best catch I've ever seen him yeah, of the was... season. I mean, he was just incredible. Uh, but, again, I think they were kind of sleepwalking after the big win. Now they got another one coming up with Kentucky. I mean, this was a perfect trap game. They could have just rolled the ball out and beaten Charlotte, and it, it kind of looked like they they knew yeah. it uh, a little after the first quarter. So you know what? Yeah, if you like field goals, this was your game, Mike. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Five for five. I mean, kudos to. I mean, how many times are you gonna give kicker some love? You know, right, so I right. think that was good. But but other than that, you're right. This was just show up to work. It was ugly. I'm not going to lie. The the thing that drove me nuts, we knew there'd be a little bit of a letdown for for Florida to be so efficient the week first, the week earlier in in third downs and then walk away like one of nine in this game. And and Char- or Carolina was not not but better. I think collectively, I think there was 4 out of 15 or 4 out of 6. It was an ugly ugly game. Yeah. But um uh, but they got the win, and that's that's key because Florida last year would have lost this one, you know, coming off yeah. a big victory. So again, it shows progression. It shows that Florida's moving in the right direction because they've got a massive game coming up this Saturday. It may very well define their season. Yeah, because if they can't beat Kentucky, yeah, Kentucky's a good team. They're undefeated. It's on the road. I mean, it's not, it ain't gonna be easy. Mm-mm. But if they can't beat them, there's several more well, difficult games i feel and like it's funny kentucky's undefeated mm-hmm. you know kentucky wildcats they they feel like they're going to win this game but this game is going to like i think people forget if if florida loses to to kentucky they forget about the tennessee win it doesn't matter anymore right. cuz you lost to kentucky and if kentucky wins i think it cements the fact that they're undefeated that they are truly a a a team that has potential to make it to an SEC championship. Say what you want. They got, as long as they beat Georgia, they can still lose to Alabama. It doesn't matter. They could still make it to an SEC championship. Right. And did you see what, um, what's his name? Travis Etienne, Trevor's older brother. Yeah. They go to Clemson. I don't learn their names that well. So, <laughs> but you see what he tweeted out this uh-uh. week? Cause he was the one during the Utah game yeah. where he was like, yeah. go to Dion. Dion will give you the yeah. ball. He said, because uh, Trevor Etienne still, he didn't get very many carries in this one. Mm-hmm. He said, 
I'm just going to keep my thoughts to myself on this <laughs> one. So basically calling out Billy again. I don't, yeah. I don't know what's up with that, but uh, I thought that was pretty, uh, pretty unique. Yeah. There. Well, I just think it's funny. It's the whole Dion thing. I we we've not messed with it, and <laughs> Dan Lanning. Uh, he said enough, you know, he said enough for everybody. And, and, and I will say similar to the Lane Kiffin situation, you make your bed, you sleep in it, you know, Mm -hmm. you, you build yourself up through media. Well, when it doesn't play out in the field, don't be mad when the media gets on you because you created it. So, um, I'm, I'm not, I'm not shitting on anything Colorado's done. I mean, we're talking about them still, you know what I'm saying? I got guys that I work with. They'll ask me. They didn't ask me this week. Did I see the Colorado game? You know what I'm saying? But that's like the only game they watch. And 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 so they're doing the right thing. But but yeah, yeah. Colorado, buddy, they got they got totally waxed this week, didn't they? Oh yeah. Well, I want I'm curious to know who you think is gonna get waxed this week, Shane, on the point spreads. Last thing, opening lines are out. And man, do we got some great games this yeah. weekend in the SEC. So South Carolina. At Tennessee, guess the opening line. Tennessee, three. Eleven. (laughs) You can show where I'm at and where Vegas is. (laughs) Do you think that changes? Because, I mean, obviously people are talking about Milton possibly being banged up. If he's not starting, where would you put that spread? If he's like, if they say he's out, yeah, South Carolina by three. So think about that. If you were going to bet on this game, there's that little side piece that you're just like, hey, there's a shot, right? That Tennessee's going to be without a quarterback. So how about uh, Florida at Kentucky? Mm. Florida at Kentucky. Give me Florida three and a half. See, I thought that too. Kentucky favored by three. Oh, see, look. Maybe we just don't know what the hell we're talking about. Why do we hate Kentucky so bad, man? (laughs) They're undefeated. They're like, what else do we have to do, guys? (laughs) Alabama. You win five, we'll get behind you. you (laughs) Alabama at Mississippi State. Uh, Alabama, 16. 14. Okay. All right. Georgia. Think about that, though. Uh Only a two-score favorite. That's interesting. That is. They beat them like 15, 16 in a row. Georgia at Auburn. What you got for that? Georgia 22. 14. I don't get that either. Did they not watch Auburn this week? Uh, Auburn, that keep away game, man. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) I love it, though. I love close scores like this. It's another, could be a hell of another week, you know? And this one, especially, Shane, LSU at Ole Miss. I think it's got sneaky potential to potentially be the best game of the weekend. Not convinced of that, but I think it could be opening line for this. LSU at Ole Miss. Well, you make me curious because I would give LSU 11 and a half. Three. Shit. So something, something's brewing down Damn. there, you know? Damn, I'm never this bad. <laughs> yeah. How about your Missouri Tigers at Vanderbilt? Mizzou... 35. <laughs> ah, come on. What that big big orange tiger? Uh, let's go. Let's go Mizzou 20 20. 12. Yeah. Even that's interesting. Man, we're just going to have us a hell of a ma- well, I mean, we're going to have a weekend, son. Yep. And then the last one here, Shane, this 
this is always a great game. Yeah. A&M, Arkansas, in Arlington. I, I believe this will be the last one they do uh, in Jerry World. Thank God. Thank God. They're going back and forth after this. Hopefully. Not official, but that's the plan. A&M, Arkansas. What's the spread? Because uh, I've been way off. I'm going to go low on this one. A&M, three and a half. About nailed it. Four. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but think about that. Vegas thinks that there's not one. I mean, you know what I'm saying? A couple yeah. of score games. It's, it's going to come down the wire, man. I can't wait. I love it. You know, this is I the best it. time of the year when it's all this. You see going in, Dad? Damn, it's so late. We're probably not even making sense. We think we're making sense. <laughs> You're already on them gummies, ain't you? <laughs> <laughs> well, buddy, I, I think that's a perfect place to cut it. So I appreciate each and every one of you for hanging out. We'll catch you on the next one. All right. See you guys. Go balls. Hey, buddy, this beer's for you, Mike, and Cousin Shane. That SEC podcast loves the Pirate, and the Pirate loves that SEC podcast. Hail State.